Hi, I'm Abby Schneiderman. And I'm G Newman, and welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. Abby, today, I want this is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And it's about, is it okay to clean up your legacy, to alter it, if it's for the greater good? What do you mean, clean up your legacy? Okay, now, th- there's a story. This didn't even make it into the first draft of the book. This was in my notes. And you know me, I love Disney World. Big Disney fan. Huge Disney fan. And... At There's some point some... At, in, a, in a few minutes, Gene, I'm going to ask you to expand on that. I know. We're, we're going to have to have our own podcast about Disney World, and I could convince you why it's the magical place on Earth. Now, there's something that they do at Disney. All the cast members, that's what they call the staff, they use something called the two-finger point. When they point, they don't use one finger because apparently that's rude and aggressive. They use two, a lot like a flight attendant when they're showing exits and things like that. Now, this is something that comes from Walt Disney. He said that this is how you're supposed to point. This is a more polite way of doing it. There's even a statue in front of Disney World where he's holding Mickey's hand and he's pointing with two fingers. Now, that the, the polite aspect is the prevailing way. But here's the thing that you hear from people that work there. Disney was a heavy smoker. Guy always had a cigarette in his hand. So when he'd point, you can't hold a cigarette with one finger. He'd always have a cigarette between those two fingers. So he would be pointing with two. Now, over time... They did have statues, possibly, that had him holding a cigarette. Now, you don't want to have that promoted at a park for children. And 50, 100 years ago, smoking was looked at much differently than it is today. So they removed the cigarette from his hand. And that's why you have the two-finger point. And if you don't buy into that full conspiracy, if you go through Disney, there's exhibits. They have little museums and photos where they did Photoshop cigarette out of his hand. So even if you don't believe that that's why the two-finger point exists, there is instances where they got rid of the cigarette. Now, do you think in this instance that that's a good change to make to his legacy? Whoa, that's a big question. I I mean, I think it's a good change. I think it's good to... (laughs) I think it's good to take the cigarette out. But I don't know. I feel like it's altering the truth. See, and that's the thing, because when you're at the park, you could say, well, they don't lie and say the guy was never a smoker. A lot of times they attribute that to his his death. Uh, But also, if you're about to enjoy a park and you see a kid walking around going, well, who's the guy that created all this magic? Wow, he was a smoker. Maybe I should start smoking. Maybe that's going to make me a genius. That, That is something that could take people away from the experience they're trying to provide. So it makes sense to say, eh, back then people thought differently. Now, it's not a historical thing. We're not here to teach someone a lesson. We're here to have a good time. And we don't want to really promote that aspect of his past. Well, I have a really funny story. So this is, um, I don't know if this is appropriate. And I hope nobody in my family is listening to the podcast today. But um, when my grandfather passed away many years ago, my grandfather was a tough man. He was, he was, I loved him. We all loved him. He was a tough man and he could make you cry. And he was a little scary um, and amazing. And he had an amazing spaghetti recipe, but he, uh, he was a, he was a hard, a hard person at times. And I remember when he died and we were all sitting around and the, um, the rabbi was there the night before the funeral to learn about, grandpa Ben and to, to, to talk with the family 
in advance of the funeral, which was which was going to be the next day. And everyone, everybody was telling all of these wonderful stories about Grandpa Ben and, um, you know, all of these amazing things about Grandpa Ben. And I remember one of my aunts raised her hand and said, Rabbi, I'm sorry, I, I cannot let you get up there tomorrow and make a fool of yourself. Grandpa Ben was a son of a <laughs> and if you get up there and talk about all these amazing things, it is not going, it, everybody who knows him is going to be, you know, a little bit suspicious of, of everything you say. So anyways, I don't know if that's relevant, but there are times when you can't just erase a person's legacy. Are you as organized as you want to be? 86% of people feel less stressed when they feel organized. We're not statisticians, but that sounds like a really high percentage. Whether you're an organizational newbie or completely type A, like Abby, Everplans helps you put everything you'll ever need in one secure, easily accessible place. Download the free iOS app today or visit everplans.com to learn more. That is, see, that's perfect. Just embrace a person. See, life. and that's something. So in the book, I mean, Walt Disney, your grandpa, that's on, that's on, th those, those people are icons. You know, it's, it's tough to alter that. Let's think in the book, we mentioned something, which is if someone lived very privately and maybe uh, suffered from some kind of disease, uh, such as if they had addiction, if they had depression, if they had mental illness, but they were very secret about it, uh, should you reveal that in death? And in the book, we said, you know, it's really your call, but a lot of times if people live privately and didn't want things getting out and it wasn't well known, you know, the people that are going to suffer if you reveal it are basically the immediate family. The person's no longer around to defend themselves or say anything. And if they were open about it, or if it's something that people want to use, a lot of times we've mentioned obituaries where people have used it to help people with a cause. So if someone was suffering from something and they say, look, reach out if you're thinking of taking your own life, reach out if you're suffering from addiction, don't be stigmatized by mental illness, you shouldn't suffer in silence. We understand that it could be used for a greater purpose, but some people, they don't want to be a cause. They were very private about that. So that is an instance where it really becomes the call of the family and what you want to deal with because you're going to have to deal with that on a local level. If someone finds out, wow, I didn't know that your mother was like that, or your grandfather was like that, or your sister was like that. And it could change the perception. And it could also change the perception of the family in that community. So you have to take that into account because the emotion, right, as some people reveal things is one thing at that moment. But over time, it could become trivialized, or it could become an issue for that family that might have to deal with those things. And that's always been one of, I, we, I, I have a cousin who, when we were, after the book came out, someone mentioned this where they're like, should you reveal something about that? And I mentioned, it's up to you. And the person, he's a cousin, amazing person. And he also happened to be the creator of the show Intervention. So for him, it's all about getting things out in the open. And he said, well, these secrets haunt families if you're kept at the secret. And, that. and I understand that. But I also understand that maybe people don't want to air their private stuff to the whole world and you shouldn't be forced to just to make a statement. Sometimes it's, you just have to let people rest and let the family decide what should be done. But in the case of your 
your grandfather, that's also interesting because most people would say, why are you cleaning it up? This is who he was. This is how he lived. He's fully aware of that. Why try to clean that up? Right. And then we hear from people all the time who have said they're, they they might hold grudges or mm-hmm. um, have secrets or, and they're wondering, you know, should they talk about those things at some point in their life before they pass away? And And so what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think if someone wanted to do it and you knew that they wanted to bring it out and they wanted to make it an issue, that's fine. But I've, I mean, there's secrets that I have for people that will be with me till I die because they didn't want to know. Just tell us one secret. Tell us one secret right now that, that you've been keeping that is okay to air. That someone secretly bought Walt Disney cigarettes all the time and would make him smoke. <laughs> he was, they forced him to the, the secrets that I know are mainly people that just said, you know, I've struggled with this kind of thing. I've had, you know, things involving, sometimes it involved, for example, an eating disorder. And they're like, I really don't want people to know that. And it might be something that people knew about already. Cause they'd see this person's weight fluctuate throughout their life. And they'd feel as if, okay, is this something, it, should this be a defining part of their life? And it really wasn't. So a lot of times people like to peg one thing on a person's life. That person did this, that person did that, whether it's good or bad. And when you trivialize, in a way it becomes, it could trivialize it, but it also, the thing I've noticed, it sometimes takes the attention off the person who died and onto the person who wants the attention. A lot of times it's a family member who is like, make this about me. I'm the one suffering. I went through this. And interestingly enough, there was someone who I'd known my whole life. He was a family friend. And uh, his son wrote this amazing obituary, amazing eulogy, but it was rough because I had no idea this man was like that. And it was an amazingly, uh, if you read it, you'd think this is an amazing thing, but I could also see the family. Maybe they knew him as that. For me, I just knew him as this nice old guy. I didn't realize the struggles he went through and how he treated his family and how they were like, we loved him, but we hated him. He was incredibly difficult to deal with. He was all about image. It all stemmed from his childhood. And and I remember reading that and thinking, this is incredible. I felt like I knew this man who I'd never really known. But also, maybe someone in the family would say, why would you do that? Why would you make this about that? Why couldn't you just let him rest? Why do people need to know these stories about him? But I felt for me it made me appreciate him more. It made me understand him more. Whereas other people might say, "Uh, you kind of crapped all over your your dad's legacy. Right. And then then we do have a, we do have a chapter in the book about skeletons in your closet. Mm -hmm. And if there are things that you really don't want to get out there, if there are things in your, in your desk drawer that you don't want somebody to find, make sure that they're not easily you know accessible or if there's somebody you trust to to help be at, what is it your cleaner yeah your cleaner your cleaner clean it out um, but even if they're you know it, it right so you have to think about if you have major secrets and and you really don't want them to get out there then do something about it yeah so we hear that second families you know second families uh, uh, crimes that they've committed that they want that they that they don't want revealed the shortcuts they may have taken in life and medications, by, medications that medic- they'll take right we've heard that 
medications, people that have had surgeries they don't want people to know about. That's another thing. People like a lot of times people, they do have that pride and they don't want people to judge them based on that. And if you are a person that's a cleaner, whether it's official or not, uh, show some decorum and respect. Don't go waving stuff around just because you found it. If you're looking through someone's computer, if you're looking through their desk and you find things, just try not to make light of it. Because there's a possibility you could find something that you think might be funny or interesting, but it could really upset someone who's close to them, especially if their spouse is still alive, especially if they have children. It could seem funny and it could seem like a little gag, but it could also become one of those family riffs we're always trying to avoid that years later, someone's like, I really didn't appreciate you sharing that that email that you thought was funny that grandpa wrote, but really it was a little offensive and now that it's been out there for a while, I kind of wish it wasn't. I kind of wish we kept it a little more private and to ourselves. So not everything needs to be broadcast. All right. Well, there you have it. So I think, I think, Gene, now it's time for you to tell us your biggest secret. And we promise we won't tell anybody. But just go for it. I started this by saying I love Disney World. So in a way, but you know, I don't, I don't keep that secret. I'm like, I think the magic is there. I can't believe that place runs the way it does. It's a magical place for people to go and escape to. And I, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I think they point with two fingers because it is very polite and friendly and it helps me find the rides that I want to go on. All right, we can do that again. But uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to hear from you soon. Again, I'm Abby Schneiderman. And I'm Gene Newman. If you have any comments, questions, or other Disney theories, hit us up at podcast at everplans.com. <laughs>